Welcome back to another exciting episode of Next Scene Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Sean. And I'm your other host, Brian. Hello, host Brian. Uh, with us today, we got a couple guests. We're doubling up uh, from Chronologically Speaking and the upcoming Animatronic Podcast. All things, uh, dealing with all things Tron, it's Duncan Shields. Welcome, Duncan. Hello. Hello. Hey. And back with us once again is our resident Shane Black expert, it's Dave Palace. Oh my God, I'm re- I'm excited to be here at the party, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, we're we're all excited. the um, The Shane Black train keeps rolling. Uh, this this episode, we're talking about from uh, was it 1995? No, oh, from 2005. 2005. <laughs> from 2005, it's it's 21st century. From 2005, kiss kiss bang bang. Yes. Yeah. So this is this is Shane Black, and now he's he's writing the the story, the script, all that stuff, and directing as well. So we're getting full full the full Shane Black effect, and uh, we'll just start off with like uh, first impressions. What's your history? When did you first see the movie? Um, we'll start with Duncan. Go. Well, it's interesting because I thought this movie was a, a '90s movie as well. When mm-hmm. I saw the release date, I was like 2005. And I was trying to fit that into my personal timeline. I'm like, that's way later than I thought it was. Because I remember it's, I remember seeing it in a theater that got torn down in like 2000. So my memory must not be correct. So I, I'm not quite <laughs> sure. Uh, it, but I guess, uh, you know, I, I guess I'm wrong about that. I saw it and uh, my my impression upon seeing it was that it was pretty uh, pretty hip, you know, pretty edgy, stuff like that. You know, it was wild to go back and revisit it because, oh gosh, who's the love interest? Michelle Monaghan. Michelle Monaghan. Yeah, Michelle Monaghan. I've seen Michelle. I've seen uh, Michelle Monaghan in so many other things since then, but I'd never seen her in anything uh, when I first saw Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. So that was just just some girl. It was mm-hmm. uh, it was it was Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. and some other people and that guy from L.A. Law and that's and, and that's it. And then, um, but then now I'm like, oh, that's Michelle Monaghan. Oh, that's 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 Michelle Monaghan. So it was fun to go back and and see it again. I, I mean, I, I got some uh, some issues with it, but it's um, it's it's basically okay. It's basically tight, but I don't know. It, it's it's interesting. The, the whole oeuvre of Shane Black is something that I'm I'm really behind in some regards, but a, a little hit and miss in others. So we'll talk about that as we go through it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get you caught up. Dave, so how about you? When did you first see? Did you see this in a theater that was torn down before it was released? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I, I think it's the same thing. I think this was another uh, I might have I'm trying to think 2005. I'm, there's a chance I might have found this at Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. There's a chance. Uh, I'm trying to think. It's 2005. I'm uh, bu- 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 probably high school. So yeah, I'm in high school. So yeah, I probably was at. I was probably at, yeah Blockbuster, and I literally just saw kids. I'm like, the title looks cool. And the cover, it's got Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer, and it's like, oh, it looks like a cool, you know, cool. But I, I was probably watching it probably for Val Kilmer because I hadn't thought of that Downey because this is mm-hmm. like, is this? I don't know if it's his first movie back from drugs, but. One of them, yeah. Yeah, but it's like it's like I hadn't, I hadn't thought about Downey since like probably like watching Weird Science on like Comedy Comedy, <laughs> Comedy Central. Yeah, 
Yeah, because he he had done like the singing detective a few years before, and and there's like a couple things on uh, you know on I IMDb, feel, but nothing okay. that I remember. Like this yeah. is his really was that Lesson Zero? That was one, right? That was that's one I re- I remember him from. But yeah, it's like, so I remember just I remember I don't know if I I guess it was probably watching yeah watching this, and I think I was like going you know I was like oh my god I love this film I love the, I love its pace mm-hmm. I love the narration. And I, and I think I think it was soon after. Like I remember hearing rumors of like, oh, they're going. They think about the thing about doing an Iron Man movie with like uh, Robert Downey Jr. I was like, oh yeah, he was so snarky. Like it kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Like they could do it. I'm just, you know, it was just so happy just to see his career just skyrocket. Mm-hmm. After yeah. That. Yeah. Um, how about you, Brian? This- I saw this probably 2009 or 10. I want to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So were you probably like 12, 12 when this came out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh boy. I was in middle school. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was Shane Black. Of course we love him. Mm-hmm. Great. Love the tone. I mean, it's a Christmas movie. What can I say? That's probably when I watched it. Um, it was right around Christmas. You know, great detective story, you know, Val Kilmer vehicle, kiss, kiss, bang, bang, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now maybe it's a more, Robert Downey, but yeah, cool story. You know, the characters are great. Like Dave said, you know, it's funny, the pacing and everything like that. All the classic Shane Black touches are there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I, I, I don't remember exactly when I saw it. It would have been much after the release. I know it was like floating around. I kept hearing the name. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang, because it's got a very distinctive name, kind of stuck in my head. And so I knew about it for years before finally checking out. Probably, you know, it was on cable or streaming or something. But uh, yeah, great, uh, great film. And actually, so so this is kind of a, a something I was going to talk about later. But since you brought it up, Brian, I'll, let's let's get into is this a Christmas movie? You know, certainly it, it occurs during Christmas time. Right. Exactly. So there you go. Is that enough? I mean, That's and Christmas nice. plays into it. There's, you know, there's Christmas parties. There's, you know, old friends and old romantic, yeah, you know, or, like, or people, you know, reuniting. There's family. Harmony is, is runs a Christmas around movie. like uh, yeah. Harmony runs around in a full Santa Claus outfit for a good portion of it, right? Like yeah. a, a Santa's elf thing. So I think, <laughs> well, she, that, yeah, I think she's. I don't think she's. She doesn't have like the beard and the, the <laughs> no, toy. Yeah. No. Yeah, she's a helper. <laughs> she's a helper. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. yeah she's she's just Santa's helper. She's like absolutely. Um, She's like uh, Zoe Deschanel in, in Elf. Right. There you go. Yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. is an Elf. And uh, Val Kilmer is right around Christmas. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely think it's a Christmas movie. I mean, I'm sure it gets debated around, but I think it's Christmas for sure. It's it's one of these things where I go, like, I don't know if it's, it's a Christmas movie, but I know it's a Shane Black movie. Like, I know it's like, yeah. if it's not, if, if Christmas isn't like there, then I know that. I don't, I don't, I don't sign off of it as an official Shane Black movie. That's how I see it as. Ah, uh, yes. Which is one of those reasons why I'm like, I don't consider that Predator movie a Shane Black movie because it's like it takes place like if anything it takes place during Halloween. I'm like, well, that doesn't count then. <laughs> like, count. like this is not. A, yeah. I mean, I don't want to count as a Shane Black movie. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. And, and and also it's just like it doesn't take place during Christmas, Halloween. That's not. That's that's wrong. Um, right. But what? Yeah. What's your take, Duncan? Uh, I'm sorry. Did you just say that Predator was horrible? The, the the predator, yeah, it's hard. What the the first one with no, no the, the predator. That's predator. I'm talking about the predator. That's oh, the, yeah, the yeah. title. The 2018 you. one. Yeah, it's you, yeah, the predator. Okay, okay, we're yeah. back on the same page there because okay. I was kind of like, I can't 
I don't believe what I'm hearing right now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Carl Weathers uh, yeah. and Santa Claus. That's a great movie. Yeah. I think it's a. Uh, I wouldn't call it a full-on Christmas movie, no. But it definitely takes place during Christmas. <laughs> well, thank it's you that, for it's that. that. It's it's that Christmas in L.A. thing. Like I, it's yeah. There's, it's there's like, no it's snow. Like, yeah. It's like Christmas in Australia. You know, like it's. Uh, you know, there's that Tim Minchin song, Drinking White Wine in the Sun, where he's talking about all his sweet Christmas memories that he has, but the chorus is about drinking white wine in the sun. And you're like, what? 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 You know, like if, if you're huh? from, you know, North America, you're like, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. You know, but uh, but over there, it's their summer. So right. it's kind of like that with this L.A., this <laughs> this this L.A. Christmas where it's. There's just nothing Christmassy about it yeah. at all, except some people are wearing Christmas outfits. Holidays don't really exist without seasons. <laughs> um, and I want to po- kind of go back because we didn't really talk. We we didn't talk about last time we were talking about Last Boy Scout. We talked, you know, we talked about Satan Claus, but we didn't really address whether or not that's a Christmas movie. And I would say, no, that's that's a movie that just it, it barely even happens at Christmas other than Satan Satan Claus, it doesn't really come up at all, right? Yeah. And the, the book message that she's on holiday break. So yeah, I, I tell you, I, since then I've been reading the novel, I'm not done. Okay. <laughs> but like, I like to read a chapter and I like yeah. to savor it. But yeah, the, the the wife mentions that she's on holiday break, which is why like she's not going to school and stuff. Right. That's why the kid's driving around with Damon Wayans rather than yeah. going to school. Okay. All right. So Last Boy Scout, not a Christmas movie. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Shane Black's movie. It's a Christmas exactly. movie. I, I think it's got a Christmassy feel. But yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there on like without the the seasons changing, I you know, growing up and living in the Northeast, I'm used to yeah, seasons changing, the the leaves falling off the trees and snow and all that stuff definitely makes it more more Christmassy for me. So are, do I have to do I have to now buy <laughs> the paperback uh bodies or where you find them? It, written in nineteen 19- I don't. I think it might have been written in 1989, but I also think it could have been written earlier. I don't know. It's because I'm looking at the book, right? The mm-hmm. book that this is based on. Now, the guy Brett Hall- Halliday, born in, in uh, 1904, dies in 1977. Yeah. So I'm trying. So might have been the book might have gotten reprinted, or because it also says a Mike Shane mystery mass market paperback, September 1st, 1989. So I'm like, is it? Like, is this, you know, like, it's, 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 just, it's just tricky. It's like, was this written, this book written from a manuscript of his years after he died? And then, you know, Shane Black optioned it or whoever optioned it. Cause it, you know, like, and I'm very curious, is that story about pulp detectives or did he just incorporate a pulp detective story in a pulp detective story? Yeah. I'd be interested. I my my guess is that it's like, very loosely based that there's not going to yeah. be a lot in, in the original novel that made it to yeah. the film. Like I, yeah. I assume the guy daughter subplot yeah. is real. And the girl's sister, I believe that's real. I think Shane wanted to dissect LA how a uh, film culture of like, you know, out with the old and with, you know, and with the new uh, dissect the audience watching detect, you know, stories. Cause you know, this is the only movie I can think of for a long time where the narrator not just like narrates you, but will straight up stop the movie to tell you mm-hmm. plot beats and then remind you of those plot beats. Robert Downey Jr.'s character like does that a lot in the first act. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny that 
it probably took the second or third time me even watching it to actually really like not stop laughing and like pay attention to actually what he said. You know, like, oh, right. so silly. He's breaking the fourth wall. I'm like, oh no, he's actually pointing out the fact that like him and his daughter. Isn't that a coincidence? Isn't it so funny the movie brings it up now? The yeah. the, the cook and run hunt for October. Like he's saying, this is important. Stop laughing at what I'm telling you. It's actually going to make you know. It's going to be something to remember for later. Yeah. So what did what did you guys think about that? Like that device of his kind of narration. I found it to be, you know, obviously meta and kind of kind of Tarantino-ish in a way. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you could tell that, it, that he's he's trying to talk to a bunch of film nerds, but it's also like he's saying um, it's also helping the slowest members of the audience catch up. So it's it does this double duty, you know. And I, but it's also a comedic beat. So it's kind of a three-in-one uh, cool thing that the that they did. And I also don't really remember seeing anything done to this extent before this, you know. Like in that in that specific kind of way, where the, the narrator is literally stopping the film. I remember it a little mm-hmm. bit in Fight Club, but that was was quite a bit later, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, no, Fight Club's ninety nine. Fight 99. Club's before this. Yeah. See, that's why this film feels to me <laughs> like it's from the nineties. It does feel very nineties. Yeah, really? See, I, so I, I think, don't see I think that. when I, think... I saw it, I was like, "Wow, this film is current." It's kind of like I saw the latest Guy Ritchie movie. And I was like, "Wow, this is this would have been great in 2005." Yeah, you know, like, uh, uh, and I, and I sort of felt like that when I was watching this. You know, you see these films, and sometimes you're like, "Huh, this is mm-hmm. uh, past its sell by date." Kind of like the new the Black Widow movie that's coming out. I'm like, "Why didn't we get that five years ago?" You know, like, what's yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Um. So yeah. So Brian, yeah. what what were you thinking about? What's your thought on that that narration? Sort of the you know, stopping the film, breaking the, the fourth wall. Well, and all okay. That. See, now this is the thing. I, I like the narration breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. I think it was, it was well done. There could be some more going on. Like, Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The, the, the daughter, the ringer. Oh yeah. It, it just seemed like it, to me, it just seemed complicated. Yeah. They do wrap it up at the end and, and he even narrates like, you know, he, he slows it down mm-hmm. like we're saying, but I just – I found it while watching it to be like this is overly complicated with the daughter, specifically the daughter. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, it hurts because is that we – other than when she's in a pink hair and shot, we don't really – she's not part of the storyline and Harmony's sister outside of dying isn't really part of the storyline. Okay. Like, so all right. She's important but we don't good. see their perspectives. We don't – we only see them in other from other people's perspectives. Yeah. Because yeah, I I did not. Yeah, it was just it, it was complicated. They do wrap yeah. it up nicely though. It kind of went in waves. Like the first time I watched it, I'm kind of like you know like Duncan. I, I think you said you know just kind of oh isn't this funny? Like oh he's talking to us and that's kind of cool. And then the second time it's like oh no he's there's a purpose. There's some thought behind it. Like he's really saying important things. Like like Dave said. But I gotta say like I've, I've probably seen it five or six times. And then watching it this most recent time. It kind of just dis- distracted for me. Like I kind of feel like this is a this is a movie that's good seeing once or twice. The repeated viewings, I, I, you know, and it's maybe it's that you know kind of playing to the the slowest member of of the audience, you know, the <laughs> slowest person in the theater, kind of walking them along to help them follow the plot. Whereas now, you know, having seen the film a couple times and knowing, uh, you know, knowing the plot and how the the whole heist or whatever, how, you know, how it ends up. Yeah. I, now I kind of feel like, Oh, it's kind of talking down to me and it's kind of stepping me through it. And, you know, where, you know, when he stops and goes, Oh, you know, 
oh, pay attention to this or what, you know, what, what happened there? I'm like, let me, mm-hmm. you know, let me discover some of these things on my own. Like there was well, too many, there were too many callbacks and too many things fit together. And it was like, yeah, I just, it felt like it was too much paint by numbers, even though like the final picture is very complex, but once it's all there, you're like, oh, it's, you know, you, you pointed out everything along the way. And, that was and kind Sean, of my we, we were talking about this and I'll bring it up when you didn't even realize when I said about why they kill the, the quote unquote ringer because of the boyfriend coming back. I mean, it's kind of in that one line at the, uh, towards the end there. Yeah. It just, and you're right. It is it actually, it, it kind of is like just a, a little bow. It's like, okay, well we had a killer because they're right here. The guy's coming back. He's going to know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's yeah. right. It was the fiance, the returning fiance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we, yeah. We don't hear anything from him. Like did he, did he get killed yeah. or where is he? We, we don't know either. Why? Yeah. Watching it the first few times, I think I enjoy a lot of, uh, Harry and, and Gay Perry. But I think watching it this time mm-hmm. now, I I got to I was enjoying more of how good the chemistry between Harry and Harmony was. Yeah, it yeah. was really really good chemistry. I like because the uh, even with that flashback at the beginning, when she's like, "You don't recognize me, do you? You sawed me in half at a party." I was like, "Oh, oh, oh, awesome!" And I should have seen that coming a mile away, right? But I was like really happily surprised by it. And the way they would talk mm-hmm. over each other, I love that kind of dialogue when two characters just keep rambling over each other. It sounds so much more natural than like, "I just talked. Now it's your turn. You just right. talked. Now it's my turn." And that was a, a really good chemistry there that they had. I totally, I totally agree with that. Yeah, that's I, 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 I kind of had the same thing, the same experience with the repeated viewings and, and getting more appreciation of Harry and Harmony and their back and forth. Certainly, the first time through, it's 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 Harry and Perry are sort of the the highlights yeah. of the movie. So they're just yeah, yeah. Just let, you know, just being detective guys laughing and making fun, you know, and they're making fun of each other. But then you realize like how well Harry and Harmony do, you know, how how well they just they they. they how it's 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 clearly like yeah two old you know it's like they're not meeting for the first time they're just meeting after a very long time mm-hmm. and how they just seem to be in very good sync with each other it's 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 beautiful in a way it's such a it's such a trip because i i saw like uh shannon Sossamon, right mm-hmm. and i'm like oh this must have been uh before a knight's tale because i didn't recognize her when i saw this movie but a knight's tale was 2001 so I keep, I keep getting, God. I'm just like, was I, did I take a time machine at some point? Like, why do I keep thinking this? I, I saw this in like 97 or something. I don't oh, know. I didn't know that was her. Wow. Well, the wow. movie's less complicated than your uh, time uh, warps yeah. here, at least. Wow, thank you for Very clearing strange. that up. Because I was like, I didn't recognize her because I practiced a prank word. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's the ringer. Yeah. So what year are we in? We're in right Yeah, we're in I... five, believe it or not. <laughs> well, you know what it is? It's really, it's the color saturation of the cameras. Like, we're in the the middle of like blue and orange are on, on all the shots. Mm-hmm. One thing I was really impressed of when I saw this, like when it came out, I remember thinking at the time uh, in 1997, I remember thinking to myself, <laughs> I, I've I've heard nothing about um, behind the scenes scandals or troubles or uh, budgets running amok or the egos mm-hmm. of the stars um, ruining the production. And that really amazed me because of, of Val Kilmer's track record with that kind of thing and yeah. Robert Downey Jr.'s track record with that kind of thing. Like it was almost, they were like, 
you know, they would bring in money, but they were at a certain level of stardom where they were starting to become almost more of a liability than a box office draw, or that there was like a, there was a tightrope that would have to be walked. It wasn't a guarantee. One of them could bail or have a tantrum, or one of them could have a relapse or something like that. And uh, I heard about nothing, like none of that happened. And, uh, and they're both like, know famous train wrecks and we didn't get any weird publicity about any behind the scenes shenanigans so shane must have really had a real chemistry with them and they must have really bonded with each other because they kind of they kind of have that similar thing right except you know robert downey jr got to go on to do iron man and became you know huge and i think Mm -hmm. val kilmer always he never quite got what was coming to him career-wise he always seemed like he was on the cusp of being massive right you know but then Oh, it's kind of cool, yeah, because he got Batman, and Robert Downey Jr. got uh, Iron Man. Got Iron Man. Yeah. Well, let's but... let, all right. Outside outside of Val's cancer, I want to see because he, he obviously, well, yeah, you're right. He didn't do anything explosive really after this. I mean, he had a good run from '80s to to 2000. Yeah, great I mean, run. Yeah, great yeah, run. Th- yeah. I would say yeah. I mean, it's a huge role, Bad Lieutenant. I should say that it's good. He's good. You know, he's. Um, we'll have to wait for Top Gun 2 to really get sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, but I mean, I, yeah, I mean, so yeah, you had the, I mean, but, the 90s with The Doors, True Romance, Tombstone, yeah. and then Batman Forever in 95, and then Heat, and and yeah. um, I mean, definitely yeah. had a, a, a good run. And of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but uh, I was saying is that I think he was very happy when he was doing those Mark Twain uh, Broadway shows. Mm-hmm. He seemed like, he seemed like maybe that's what he like, he took his his money and started him. He put it towards something more unique, and it sounded like that for whatever you know. He was doing that for a while. He was pretty happy with yeah. it. Yeah, so. and I, I think he had a good time doing Top Secret too. Like he, I think he's a lot sillier than he was called on to be for most mm-hmm. of his career. You know, like and yeah. I think that's one thing he really liked about this experience and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang as well as he could be like funny. And uh, I think that something that comes naturally to him that, you know, he's always just kind of been called on to be the hunky guy or whatever. And there's more than that yeah, going he, on beneath the surface. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's oh, yeah, always like mostly plays very stoic characters, very mm-hmm. emotionalist. You know, but the, yeah, like even Doc Holliday, right? Like he was hilarious. It's a yeah. really, really amazing <laughs> performance and a really, yeah. really good pathos and a really good heart but also really funny. So it's like, if you yeah. can get a little bit of funny in there, that's where you find your strength with Fel Kilmer, I think. And that's kind of the mm-hmm. same with, uh, with Robert Downey Jr. There. One thing I noticed in these, mm-hmm. in this movie was when he was talking to Harmony, I guess about halfway through the film is he gets all intense and Robert Downey Jr. To me in his performances and some of these romantic scenes is that he's not half as attractive as he thinks he is when he's trying to be attractive, you know, like when he's, when he's trying to be smooth and he starts getting a little intense and he starts really, you know, bat, batting his eyes, batting his big eyes and uh, trying to turn it up to 11. It's like, Oh no, drop it. This is, this isn't working. You're weird. Now you're kind of creepy and smarmy and kind of gross. But when he's relaxed and he's just talking, you're like, God, this guy's so magnetic and so charismatic. So I don't know if you've ever known anybody like that, but it's an interesting thing to have in one person when they are actually magnetic but then when they put on an act and try to be you know charming it kind of kind of dispels it kind of lowers it instead of turns it up you know i don't know what did you guys think about that did you find did you find that i think i was full i think i was 
I didn't think too much about Downey. He kept falling into the like thinking about the Harry, where it's this it's this guy who, when he was a teenager, you know, he was the best friend of her, but he had a crush on her, but he didn't do anything. And so every time she's talking to him, and you know, he feels like LA's gotten too much of her. And he kind of like it's very interesting how like every time they get serious, he kind of I would say he does he like like Whitey, he turns into like a white knight. Where yeah. he's like Harmony, you can't be like this. It's like, well, let the let the lady like lo, like live her life. Yeah. Well, like right. look at the the spider scene. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm actually watching it right now. I'm thinking about that. Yeah. 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 That was. I mean, right there, he's like really trying to. Uh, I mean, I don't guide her. I mean, I don't really know what you're right. It's like you got to let her live her life, I suppose. But it's he was a, really trying strange, to be that white knight. There's a strange double hander going on because on the one hand, he's like, "You deserve better than this." This life here has ruined you. Uh, you deserve to be better than all these low people that you're hanging around with. But then there's this whole other vein of like, you screwed everybody except me. How dare you? And I'm like, mm-hmm. so, well, which one is it then, Harry? You know, like, are you angry at her for sleeping with everybody except you? Or do you think that she's better than that and she should leave LA? Like, you can't have it both ways. And I, I thought that was kind of... um uh, like a bit of a, a paradox that I was that I that I was seeing there that I wasn't I, that was a bit hard for me to roll with. I didn't find their romance scenes very romantic, but I found their connection uh, to be to be good. I found their but chemistry to be great together, yeah. but the the writing I was like, Ugh, I, parts of these I'm not I'm not super into. What if this, but I, I'll I'll play I'll counter that. What if that is kind of like you know a human? That's a human thing to like. To, that you have these like conflicting thoughts. Oh, and, fair, totally, yeah. And like you say that to people, they're like, "Well, what is it, man? Is it this or that?" Mm-hmm. And and that is, it's it's definitely his sexual frustration, and just like you know, like yeah, like they're platonically they're they're on sync, they work together great. But then when they get romantic, yeah, like example, like she's laughing at him when he's saying like, you know, I did, I touched you, you should be mad at me, like you were sleeping, and she's like, "Don't worry about it." He's like, "No." Like at the right. same time, like you, I want you to believe me. I flicked your tit because a spider's on it, but also <laughs> be mad at me because I flicked your tit. Yeah. Like, right. I, I, but I love it because it's very, it's a very human thing where you're just like, I'm emotional and I just, there's no way I can make sense of these moments. And what happens? She's just like, you know what? I'm going to leave. He goes to the bathroom and the movie's like, yeah, you're right. What can, People are fucking weird. By the way, here's the dead body. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, don't think about anyway. it too much. People are weird. You know it. It's, they're just as weird as in LA as they are in your hometown. Oh, by the way, yeah. here's the dead body. <laughs> here's the dead body. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that, that's a good uh, segue to something. And and I don't know if this is a, a, a Shane Black calling card or um, just something we see in, in movies, you know, kind of in general. But, uh, you know, we talked about a little bit with The Last Boy Scout when Halle Berry dies and we're like, you know, shouldn't shouldn't Damon Wayans be a little bit more upset than he was? So in this case, Har- Harmony's sister, well, at first she kills herself and then we wonder maybe she was murdered and then, it, you know, kind of back and forth there. And I mean, Harmony seems upset. I wonder if she should be a little bit more upset. Yeah. And then two... Well, since Harry, you know, since Harry and Harmony were friends, they grew up together. They and I don't know if they ever address it. Like, doesn't Harry know the sister, and shouldn't he be more upset that like someone he knew just killed themselves? Like, it's were, interesting. I mean, I do kind of see it as a um, 
a Shane Black calling card, but it might not necessarily be. Like I see a lot of uh, hot women's bodies being used as props, you know, and like like at the end when he's hanging off the the hand in the in the mm-hmm. in the coffin, I'm like, well, that's pretty Shane Black, you know, <laughs> or like in um, in Nice Guys, there's a bit where someone gets shot and it misses the intended target, but it hits and kills a hot woman undressing in the apartment across the street. And they're like, uh-oh. And uh and that's it. And that's it. And I'm like, you got you just killed somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, but I get the feeling that Shane Black is like, yeah, but it was a hot girl. Who cares? Huh. It'll be funny. It'll be funny. It'll be funny. <laughs> you know, like so I I sort of yeah. there's there's aspects of that to Shane Black movies that I that I sometimes have a I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> you know, and I guess it didn't really Yeah. Well, I kind of well, I, I... And I thought the like Harmony's reaction, like she seems broken up, but at the same time, I guess they probably hadn't seen each other for a long time. Cause like uh, she, yeah. you know, they had the, the home life issues. So she ran away. She got her sister into foster care. So, you know, so they weren't close. So, that, so no. she's a little upset, but not terribly upset. But and in a but, way, maybe almost yeah. relieved. Like maybe yeah. hopefully she's found peace, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. That. And but the flip I, side, I was going to say, the, the oh, flip side to this is also the macho uh, stuff. Like, I mean, similar to Last Boy Scout, I mean, Downey, Harry, he shows, like, when he does his, when he kills the, the one under the bed, maybe there's slight pain, mm-hmm. like slight fear, but then he pretty much goes into, like, Last Boy Scout mode at the end. Right. It, well, because It yeah, really has no effect on him. So I wonder if, it, is it, you know, is that is that showing us sort of an evolution of his of his character because well isn't it the like the audition when he the very open well not the opening the opening is like the when they're kids doing the magic trick but the the next part where Harry's you know they're on the run from the cops and it's like his partner gets shot and then he's mm-hmm. he hides out and it turns out to be a you know the audition and then he kind of goes method he's like oh I got my partner shot I got my partner killed and it's like you know and they're they're impressed with the audition where I think that you know, that's supposed to be, he's not acting. He's really upset because his partner just got shot as they're running away from the cops. So like, he really feels that guilt of, oh my God, like I got this guy shot and, you know, he shouldn't have been there, you know, and and he has the emotion. And then later on, it's more death, more dead bodies, more people dying. And he kind of, you know, he gets... He's, he's he been gets, through a lot. Yeah, he's getting he gets, a, bit, a bit in shock. A yeah, because this thing takes place over a very short amount of time, and he goes yes. through a tremendous. He gets like that bit with his finger. Finger. Uh, oh yeah. But he, oh, so he gets he, he gets calloused to you know to seeing death and seeing dead bodies. Like the first time, it's a you know he he kind of freaks out, but then later he's just yeah I'll just it's a dead body I'll pee on it. Right. Yeah. Well, he's hit his he's hit his limit, yeah. right? You know. He's yeah. Hit his limit so maybe just. You know, he, he, well, and he he accidentally that was another he accidentally pees on the hot girl's body was another one that I was kind of like, okay, yeah, it's, it's an accident. Yeah. Lol. But <laughs> but um, uh, so yeah, I wonder maybe, maybe by the time he finds out about Harmony's sister at that point he's just had enough and he's kind of done. You know. Yeah. Could be. He's he's in shock, so he doesn't have. We don't get a full reaction. And he kind of breaks, like after he watches the dog eat his finger mm-hmm. and he's on the phone, he does this, there's a scene of him like freaking out. Like he's like, he's really freaking out. And he does that so mm-hmm. well. He does freaking out so well. Yeah. Like uh, Lilu Dallas there, she does, she does freaking out really well, but he's got, yeah, he's like got that, that really the, good. His the yeah, fast yeah. talk, the patter 
that he, yeah. he does when he's yeah really good and it's, his, his, his eyes full of tears and he's like barely holding on barely holding on man and that's mm -hmm. like he does that really really well and so i think that's a moment where like he he shifts and then he's like okay a dog has eaten my finger i'm officially through the looking glass here and then maybe yeah from that point forward he's a little more cavalier about <laughs> the bodies dropping around him <laughs> And uh, I'm trying to, is it, when does he pick up, I'm trying to when he actually picks up the, the, the Gossamer book. Because it's in his, near the end, it's in his coat pocket. And he kind of turns into the Gossamer, where it says, Gossamer's always tortured, and then he kills like 16 guys. I think it, yeah. by that point, he's like, at the end of the film, I think he kills like five guys. But Yeah, I was wondering about, does he actually, he doesn't actually kill 16 guys, does he? Because I felt like they were really setting that up. But he killed like what? Three or five. four, and then like, well, then he he's got the. What about the four guys that get out of the car when he's uh, hanging from the from the dead girl's arm there? All right, well, that's. I thought there was three, but let's say let's say, let's say we have we have. There's the one guard. Hit. We have hitman. We have hitman. Mm -hmm. Clinic mm -hmm. guard. Yeah. Uh, right. And then after him, I guess would then be I guess was go to the shootout. So it's like okay three There's... three if not four guys that mm -hmm. and then. And then what's his name? Uh, 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 Terry Corbin from LA Law. Does Corbin, yeah. So that's like, yeah. yeah so it's like, yeah. so we're between, we're between like, yeah, five, six, seven. Like we're, we're about half. Just okay. under half. Well, yeah. half well there you go. <laughs> half a gossip. Half a gossip. Yeah. So I can see that that would change a guy's emotional reactions to death, kind of going through that through over the course of a few days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about the scene now where you know we're about 47 minutes. We're about halfway through the film, and Perry admits, "Look, the reason like all this you're here is just so they get money off of Colin Farrell. I'm not mm -hmm. your friend. You were just out with me, and I have to, that producer that we were working for. I had to protect him from the body. So it's like we're not a partnership. You know, it's it's yeah, yeah. it pulls the rug out from me. You go, Oh, I guess we just leave. Like there's nothing for us here in LA. Like mm -hmm. the detective thing isn't happening. Like Harmony's going to fall through. She hates me. And, yeah. And I, yeah. I did like that kind of vulnerability and fallibility that Harry has. And it goes back to the beginning, like when, you know, Harmony's kind of passed out at the party and there's the guy kind of creepy guy hovering over her. And he pulls that, you know, just just walk away. Don't think about it. Just turn around. <laughs> just walk away. Yeah. You know, that tough guy. And then it cuts to him getting his butt kicked. Massive. That was, that huge laughs. And in but the that's theater, a great moment there. Huge laughs in the theater. That was yeah. that was uh, that was one of those scenes that like there's a scene in Team America where he's like. Uh, this job will kill you. It is hard <laughs> yeah. for everybody. And if that's too much for you, there's the door. And he's like, phew, great. Bye. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then he's like, oh, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. And it's like, oh God, finally, I saw that scene in a movie. Finally, mm -hmm. someone said, oh, okay, yeah, too rich for my blood, I'm out. And I got that feeling with uh, with this scene here with like, you know, and Robert Downey Jr. is like, just walk away, pal. Or yeah. you and I, we're going to go outside. And then it cuts to him just getting <laughs> punched in the face over and over on the ground. Yeah. But, that's, but it's a up. great character moment because like you see, he's yeah. not this Wonderful. tough guy. Yeah, right. You know, he's yeah. not this like... Yeah, he's, he's not the tough guy. He's not a detective. He's not, right. you know, he's not an actor. He's not going to be in the movie. You know, none of yeah. these things are really coming through for him. He's just exactly. kind of, yeah. Yeah. But uh, like he, but he, he makes things, but he makes things his problem. He is, he is the knight, whether you like it or not. Like he is. A good point. Yeah. He gets involved. 
which 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 I think which 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 I really enjoy. You know, obviously I enjoy this film, but like I like a character here that is you know whether they be problematic or they be hypocritical or something. Rather than like I watch a film nowadays where it feels like it was made by committee mm-hmm. and all these people, all these characters, they just feel di- like very one dimensional or they just feel like they're I don't find I don't find any flaws with them. So I go like, are they even humans or that, you know, they just fit into like the little like single serving of character. You know, this is your type of character. This is their type of character. And you know, everyone's works out well and there's no real problems. Like, no, give me the, give me the conflict. I'd rather have a character that I look back and go, huh, that was really weird. That was really odd. That was really paradoxical how they talked. You know, I, you know, I look back and go, you know, I think that's why I like these Shane Black films. It's like, there's always a, you know, all these characters, they're all just, these are like, I said, like, they're all, yeah, they're all, they're all like, you know, they're all damaged goods. Like, you know, I I (laughs) talked, I was talking to Sean about this, but like that scene, when he's telling, when he kind of, when he, he, when he just starts doing his five minute rant on LA, yeah. you know, he knows about Harmony and her sister. He's being completely rude to her. Right. Cause he says, Oh, they're from Midwest, all these people. And my, my daddy, my uncle, pee pee poopa. It's like, she just told you like her, her sister and her were like abused by their father. And it's like she wanted to come out of here and do something in her life, and you're going like, "Oh, they can't handle the Midwest, and they come out here." And it's it's, it's like you know when she says, "Everyone raise your hand if you hate Harry." It's like, well, well earned <laughs> yeah. hate. Yeah, all the hands go up. So, are they? Is there a future? Are they still together? Yeah. Well, I wonder Harry about that. Harmony? Well, at the end. Like we don't see harmony. Like she's been throughout the yeah. whole movie, but then when Downey wraps up the movie and he works for Perry and it's, you know, whatever happy endings all around, Harmony's just like gone. And I'm like, maybe yeah. she wasn't available that day of filming or something, but I'm kind of like, so is she, did they get together and, or what's, what's going on there? And forgive me, but does Harry have uh, kids back home? Like who was he stealing presents for? I was that his niece? It's his nephew. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Nephew, yeah. Okay. Right. 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 So. I think the guy says like Uncle Harry or something. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. They. Yeah. Cool. And they make it clear it's not his kid. That yeah. He's no, stealing okay, the good. toys for there. Uh, yeah. Because at the end, Perry says like, "I can't believe you didn't tell me you've been arrested five times." So it's like he had. Yeah. He definitely has a history of just like right. being being an a hole, getting himself arrested. Yeah. So but there you go. It has to. It has to be a Christmas movie because it starts out with a guy. Robbing a toy store <laughs> for a Christmas right? gift, yeah. But I hope uh, I, well, I, I hope Harry and Harmony are still together. That's yeah, funny. well, because when the when the voiceover comes in when he's at the party and he's like looking back, he's like, "Oh, it's hard. It was only last Christmas when uh, me and Harmony changed the world, or something." You know, kind of starts off with her, uh, yeah. but yeah, then at the end, she's she's she doesn't get mentioned. It's, what, get it's like I mean, if they couldn't get Michelle to film the scene. It would cost them nothing for him to say, Harmony and I work for Perry. You yeah. like, I believe it. Like she might not be in that scene, yeah. but I yeah. believe it. Yeah. Like she was doing great near the end. Like she she really became the third, the real, you know, real third lead. Yeah. She wasn't just the ex right old, the old flame. She really was like starting to piece it together. Yeah. And, and, and I, I mean can... and really the, it's it's Harry and and Perry. That as much as we love Harmony, I mean they're the two that's the relationship. Is the two of that's, them. Uh I don't know. You know I what think it is? that's, that's it's, maybe it's, the way it was pushed, but uh, 
she did such a good job and she was such a big part of the movie that like it doesn't become a, a trio but uh it is kind of mm-hmm. like so what happened between harry and harmony yeah. well i could i could see that like of you know them the three of them working together um you know harry and harmony working for for perry you know in the the pi business i think that's more likely than harry and harmony staying together romantically i don't you know i don't i don't think that's gonna last i could see that i could see that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and then, Platon- yeah. working together platonically just like i think just that that end shot of i mean we don't you know that a new actress is going to be the Gennaro, you know girl and the scene mm-hmm. Kind of shows yeah. like maybe Harmony's right. Like she might not have more acting gigs in her. So like I would I would feel better as like to be like she found a new calling in life. Harry found a new calling in life. Like they're not. It proves like they're not just has beens. They're not just buttheads. And it also proves that like you know Perry need you know Perry could use the help. You know that like he's not Mister Perfect. And they go to yeah. New York and team up with Damon Wayans and Bruce Willis, and they solve. <laughs> <laughs> I so like the. Wanna... I, oh. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. I really like. I just want to say I like the bit with um, with the orderly in the hospital, when uh, they they get the drop on him with that weird that that you know meta talk about mm-hmm. you know the reason why a guy with a gun stays far behind the people that he's got the gun on. <laughs> Yeah. They can just turn around and grab it, hacha, you know, and uh, pulls a awesome yeah. powers and and knocks it out of his hand. And they get the drop on him, but then he's like, you know, it's another another great scene where uh, Robert Downey Jr. completely messes up when he's got the one bullet in the gun, and he's like, yeah, you know, do you feel lucky? We're gonna play a little game, and then kills the guy on the first shot. I was like, again, so glad I finally saw that in a movie because that's that's the. That's the chance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen it since or before, but that's uh, that's what happens when you put a bullet in a, it's in a gun. Right? You know? chance. It's only 8% yeah. chance. <laughs> right? So it's like, <laughs> yeah. what, which, what, what, like, does he, is that a 12 shooter? Like, what kind no, of, it's, 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 it's six, just, if not, it's a six, if not seven at most. Yeah. So, so if it, you know, if it's a six shooter, no, it's, it's a 16% chance and change, <laughs> but roughly, yeah, he's, his math is way off there. But. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, something yeah, usually you don't you don't see that often. But I, I wonder, feel- like going back to you know, talking about kind of Shane Black, you know, using beautiful women just as sort of scenery or props, like what is that? And the and the fact that like the the final scene, it's it's Harry working for Perry. We don't see Harmony at all, like with that with the Gennaro commercial showing a different actress, Harmony being replaced. Is that just Oh, she, you know, like we're just replacing, like women are replaceable and they're all, they're just widgets and one, you slot one in for another. Like, what was the point of that? Like, what's, what's Shane Black trying to tell us with that little commercial? There's an argument. I think there's an argument to be made that that's, that's Shane Black's meta commentary, even if it's perhaps only implied or maybe even unconscious. Like maybe that's just something that sneaks into most of the films that he makes because that's just the way he thinks the he world hates is hollywood he he definitely hates hollywood like I, yeah, that's, yeah and that's what i'm not clear on is he like hollywood hates women and this is a movie about how hollywood eats them up or i don't care for them very much that's why all my la movies have them being used as like you know what is it nice guys opens with like a, a, a playboy centerfold's body yeah just mm-hmm. in the bushes or something like but he makes just, it like the porn was what was yeah like that porn industry was stopping the 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 car 
Detroit yeah. cartel. Yeah. So it's like, well, there were like, so it's like the porn industry was in the right here. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to say for sure. It's something that comes up in his movies often enough that it's worthy of comment. But yeah, it's hard to say for sure. It's well, one of they, like, Does he talk? I don't know if he really talk. Like he should do that. That motherfucker should do a master class. Just like, just mm-hmm. I'll pay for it just to watch, just to hear him talk. Because like, I don't want him doing the talk like for the press conferences. I don't want him to do that. Like, I mm-hmm. want him yeah. to like be like do the, the 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 private talks where it's like I'll pay the two hundred bucks or whatever it is to hear him talk because I think we'll get a lot more insight that way because he doesn't really yeah. do commentary. And there is now uh, I I, I want to say this because I pre-ordered it in May. There, uh, Sony Columbia is releasing. A 4K Blu-ray of Last Action Hero. It's oh, got mm. now it has McTiernan. Apparently, it has McTiernan commentary on it, which Ooh. is a movie that, like, I'm told McTiernan, uh, he 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 likes, but he's like sad. It didn't get like as good praise, obviously. And yeah. Shane Black apparently is mad because apparently, like, a lot of the stuff that him and McTiernan worked on was ripped apart. So it's like he's not happy. He's not happy with last action here because apparently he and McTiernan were doing more with that film that got that the, the, the studio tried to, you know, I like that movie. Oh, that I like movie, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Talk about what, being before, before it's time, right? Like that yeah. movie to me is so before, like we're getting into like the Spider-Man multiverse stuff, like, and uh, the, the Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. We're getting into that now. And mm-hmm. the last action hero was 1993. You know, like it was so meta. And I think a lot of people were unprepared and confused. And I think also the studios were as well. So I have no doubt that they chopped up the original vision to like an eighth of what it was. And then uh, the result was just something that was too middle of the road to please anybody, really. And the weekend after Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, that's right. So what, what are you going to do? killed it. Like, yeah, like, because yeah. they thought, like, oh, well, a, dra- a dinosaur movie, but, you know, Schwarzenegger, this is probably, like, the first biggest, I'm, tra- I'm trying to think of, like, was this the first big hit that Schwarzenegger had, like, you know, you know, it's like a Schwarzenegger movie that didn't go, you know, that got blown out. Like, I don't think it's ever yeah. happened to him before. That he was got definitely, blown yeah. out by dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm night, trying, uh, right now. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, good movie. How did it? Uh, how did it do financially? Not good. Yeah, I think not like good. like this may you know qualify as sort of a cult hit. Um, you know, yeah. I, I think it's you know I think it's very popular in you know streaming, video rental, that kind of thing. Sure. It's yeah, a perfect, uh, like yeah, it, it's a perfect movie to just throw on. I could totally see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have all the numbers in front of me, but basically, like it made some money. Uh, overseas but was basically a bust and i don't and you know there may be more of a backstory like i don't even think it like it was only in a couple hundred theaters like it never really got a full wide release and there's so many things happen with i mean it could have just been you had one studio head get fired and the next guy comes in and he doesn't want to promote you know any of the stuff that the old guy did totally Um, yeah but yeah so i don't think it ever really got like a full wide release um, and it didn't quite, you know, didn't get the, um, you know, the marketing. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So here you go. Yeah. Just looking at IMDb, the, the, the estimated budget, 15 million. Uh, the opening weekend, 180,000. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh. The, yeah. U.S. gross, a little over 4 million. 
uh, the worldwide about 16 million. So, so maybe right. it ended up breaking even, Oof. but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, rough. you know, it, it, it paid off later with, uh, you know, Downey going on to do Iron Man and kind of, you know, resurrected his sure. career. But sure. I bet you there's still people going, Oh, what's this? It's got oh, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so really, yeah, it didn't really make an impact at the at the box office. I do like the the meta bit at the end. I'd forgotten about that, and that was really good when uh, they're in the 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 hospital room, yeah. and they're like everybody's better and everybody's happy, and then people that literally died during the movie <laughs> yeah. start walking into the room. Well, and then like yeah, know? like Abraham Lincoln comes back. Everyone's like right. Is yeah. that- <laughs> because he's walking a dog i'm like that's gotta be all yelling like that is my dog fantastic fantastic. and elvis yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so yeah really really cute really really fun film oh uh i don't know if this is uh for anyone who's a spielberg head uh the that old the old man the old father that's the actor who played old matt damon in private ryan oh right on oh of uh of gif of gif fame yeah man because I looked at it and I said, wait, I know that guy. And we looked it up and I was like, yeah, that's that's that actor. Oh, cool. Huh. Did not know that. There you go. There's some trivia for you. Yes. All right. So um, I guess we're about ready to wrap it up. Any you know closing thoughts? What's your you know summary, bottom line it? What do you think? Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Uh, <laughs> worth watching. I think <laughs> there's the, well, I mean, like... Uh, the, the moments that almost took me out was with Perry has his, you know, F word gun, you know, and mm-hmm. like, uh, and, and some of the, some of the, you know, I don't, I don't know if I'd go so far as to call it misogyny, but the sort of that, that, that aspect of it is kind of like, ah, that's, I think another thing that made me think it was made in the nineties. <laughs> I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, this is like 2005. This was 2005, but the, the pace of it is fantastic. The meta nature of it is fantastic. The, the fourth wall breaking is wonderful. It's a, it's a showcase for Val Kilmer and Robert Downey Jr. Their chemistry is just off the charts in this movie. And it's a, it's a really good watch. And it's got that really complex plot, which is, it keeps you engaged. You're not just like, this is so simple, but at the same time, it, it just, yeah, it just keeps you really going along. It's, it's well worth it. And a big set piece finish. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a very movie movie and it's, it's a, a <laughs> yeah. it's another ode to LA, you know, and a lot of, a lot of, a lot of stuff to enjoy in this film for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, Dave? I, I mean, I think Shea we couldn't said, guess. Yeah. I think Shea Black's already <laughs> said this probably. Yeah, like, how much do you hate it? I, I no, I you know I, I can watch this film and the nice I can watch these types of films like a thousand of them before I die like and and awesome and I'd be I'd be super happy like but hands down Goslin should have gotten an Oscar for Nice Guys and they should just drop <laughs> La La Land just like drop La La Land <laughs> no one gives a shit it's gonna have no lasting appeal other than memes it's all about the nice guys like that's mm-hmm. all right Brian yeah closing thoughts. Great movie, and if I could piggyback off what Dave said about Last Boy Scout, and it's true here again. I mean, we don't get movies like this, and mm-hmm. it's it's a great buddy detective uh, movie. Yeah, with yeah. a lot more going on, but it's still you know at the core. It's it's we we don't see it like we said. We tried figuring out last episode. Is there anything else with with two guys just solving mysteries and solving crimes? It's such a guilty pleasure now because everyone's talking about Columbo and how, like, Columbo is this, like, he comes on the screen, 
He's a schlubby looking, you know, idiot. Yeah. But he, you know, and 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 the and the rich people underestimate them. Yeah. And he gets them. And so it's like, you know, you have this 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 old-time actor who is trying to make sure he secures his fortune. He's okay with having his daughter killed than having, you know, having a, a, a romance with a young woman and just killing people just to save his money. Nice guys. It's all about the, you know, the Detroit mob, making sure they control all the car, the car stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. And then, you know, last boy scouts, these, it's these, these uh, football and, and betting moguls. It's yeah. like this, these big guys who think that they're above it all. And just these, like these little schlub guys take them down. It's, Oh, it's such a yeah, good, I, yeah. It's satisfying, right? It's quite satisfying yeah. to watch. Yeah, yeah, satisfying. I think that's a good word for it. Yeah, it's it's a good watch. Um, again, I think the the narration and the way uh, the the voiceover walks us through I, was a little bit too simplistic for me. It started to get a little bit on my nerves, but I still, yeah, I enjoyed it. Certainly, the the interplay between the the three leads, uh, Downey and Kilmer and Moynihan, they're they're great. Um, you know, this kind of PI detective work, another LA story that doesn't involve a land deal. I was yeah. so glad that it's like, <laughs> Oh, it's just, it's just money. It's, there's no escrow. There, I can't get over no how rights or anything. We, could, like, no, we uh, could rewrite that film. That film should get remade. I'm serious. That film should get remade somehow, but exactly like end it with a better plot well line. it could have been just about what well, with the emeralds or whatever just about the gemstones and yeah. don't make it oh we need the, you know we need the gems because of the escrow Bro, just again. <laughs> uh, we're, we're still on that so yeah but so yeah great film i think um you know listener if you haven't seen it check it out i know we've spoiled some things yeah. but i think there's enough there that that we haven't spoiled and it's about the journey not the destination anyway i don't know mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not a big believer in spoilers, so I will say, yeah, I think it's it's not like I can't watch this every week. That might be a bit too much, but every couple of years, pull it out and and, and review it. It, it. it it is worth watching again and again. It is, yeah, fun and and satisfying. I like yeah. that to say it, it's 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 a satisfying trip. And when you get to the end, you're like, ah, that was good. I spent some yeah. time with my old friends, um, Harry and, and Gay Perry. It was nice. This sounds dumb, and I'm just gonna, but I'm gonna say it. <laughs> I, I want you know I, I would love to get Shane Black and Taylor Sheridan in a room and I don't know what they would do if they would write something or not but I would yeah. love to just hear them talk because like I feel like what Shane Black does on like L.A. Uh, L.A. just like you know I hate Hollywood type of probing mm-hmm. the rich kind of shit Taylor Sheridan does about these like stories that could happen in the Midwest and you would never hear about them because they're just like in the Midwest, but they were very important that happened. Jeez, that's a really good idea. I'd love to hear those two guys talk because, yeah, because Sheridan did what? Hell or High Water, Wind River, Yellowstone. Sicario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I think he kind of said unofficially that like Sicario, Hell or High Water, and Wind River exist in the same, like, I think he called it like the Noir Frontier or like the New Frontier, like trilogy, mm-hmm. essentially, he called it. Because it was just like, like bang, it. bang, bang. It was like these fucking three things hit, and they all like hit in like the same different ways, but the same like right your heartstrings. You're just like yeah, you, you, know, you sympathize with Emily Blunt, you sympathize with Chris Pine, you sympathize with Hawkeye. I'm gonna say Hawkeye, but uh, 
I can't remember his name right now. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, oh, dang it. His my his name just went out of my <laughs> God dang it. Uh yeah. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner. Yeah, Jeremy, Renner. Jeremy, yeah. Renner. Yeah, Jeremy Renner. Oh, that Hawkeye. Okay. That yeah. Hawkeye. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that Hawkeye. Yeah. The 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 archery one, yeah. Not uh, Alan Alba. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. 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 Don't don't ask me about Sicario Day of the Soldado. I I watched it once in theaters and I was like, something's no. off about this. Like it was just no, it like didn't. it did like work. they wanted to do a sequel, but it just wasn't yeah, written it's not correctly. that good. They didn't get what made the first one great. That seems to be a now he's got now coming out. I think it's next month. Is he's got it? They wrote a Tom. He wrote the Tom Clancy, the new Tom Clancy movie with Michael B. Jordan. So okay, the math is there that it should work. Um, and then he wrote, and I think he just didn't. I don't think he directed, but he wrote the screenplay for Those Who Wish Me Dead. Uh, no, no, he's directing it too. Uh, which is going to be uh, Angelina Jolie in the woods protecting the kid from killers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a fire yeah, I saw, the, I saw so. the trailer for that. The thing about uh, this, a movie like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and uh, movies like Hell or High Water, you know, like these uh, buddy uh, buddy detective movies and movies mm-hmm. where, like, you know, sheriffs in the middle of nowhere protecting um, this just this dirty little story is that they're yeah they're just that they're dirty little stories the fate of the world doesn't hang in the balance yes. they might not even make the news you know but it's such mm-hmm. an interesting amazing emotional small journey that these mm-hmm. characters go on and uh, there's something to me that's i i, I prefer because if the mo- if the fate of the world hangs in the balance i know the world's going to be okay but if 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 it's just in a six block radius and it's just these people fighting for meager survival or, or some yeah. resources, you know, or there's just some impasse that needs to be solved by somebody dying and you don't want anybody to die. You know, it's way more interesting for me to watch. And I, I, and I, I like that. I'm not, we're not done this podcast yet. Cause that, cause you brought up a great point. <laughs> uh, I think this is, I think between Taylor Sheridan and Shane Black and, and many other stories I like, I think my favorite part of stories is there's an immense, challenge it's not world ending but there is an immense challenge that is large in the character but yeah. the character says god damn it i'm going to try my best to do it whereas i think i'm, I'm personally getting tired of cohen movies because a lot of when, when they get the crazy stuff where it's like it's too immense for the character and it's too immense for you the audience member it's best you not worry or think about it like i think that's why i got so turned off with like no country for old men because it was it had a very like nihilistic view of the world and yeah like, well that's and i was that's like the <laughs> thing with those like people are like well how come the bad guy doesn't ever win i'm so sick of the good guys always winning i'm like go watch no country for old men was that a good time mm-hmm. did, did you yeah. have a real good time watching that did you leave the theater going yeah, wow what like, a swell film like you know or did you you know like it, it, yeah it's 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 the guy you the josh Brolin character dies off screen Tommy Jones realizes he's too old to chase people anymore. <laughs> yeah, like it's such a downer, but it's and, so real. And you're like, it's real. I don't want to have. Yeah, like, I don't want that story. Like I want. No. Like, <laughs> like none of these people are good people. And everyone's like, do you think he killed his wife? I'm like, why not? Like, why? <laughs> oh, you probably flipped a coin. He doesn't have to fucking apply that rule. Like you and I both know, like he's probably gonna kill her. Like he's just so. Yeah, and so it's like when I see these Shane Black stories and I see these stories, and these type of storylines where it's like, yeah, whether it be it's not world ending, but it's bigger than them, but they they do the thing, you know, they succeed anyway. That's why I that's why I kind of like the Fargo TV show 
more than I like the far like like more than I'm liking Cohen's are doing now. Sure, sure. The yeah, Fargo yeah. show is like anthology. We don't have to you know continue the season, but like it feels like the characters tried their damnedest to do whatever they were trying to do. No one yeah. sat around and went, well, it's just bigger than me. You know, like like the burn after reading. Oh, it's bigger than all of us. <laughs> what a weird comedy. No, I, I I was like, I can't get this. I don't know what the hell this movie's about. Was like, that was a strange one. Yeah, that was a strange one. Okay, I think. We, all right, now I, I just had to get that on <laughs> okay, my chest. Okay, no. okay. Because okay. we you got that off your chest. We just started talking about like characters and story beats. I was like, I need like, I haven't <laughs> talked about that in a while. It's been it's been in my crawl. All right, just get it out. Yes, but I'm glad to talk with among friends. All right. Yeah, we're all we're all friends here. And so, well, it's uh, so so Duncan. Uh, yeah. You know, when when you're among friends and you're you're talking uh-huh. about yeah films where where can where can folks find you well uh you can go on over to by duncanshields.com uh, by duncanshields s-h-i-e-l-d-s.com and you can see a book of short science fiction stories that i wrote there that's uh, available for sale all over the internets mm-hmm. and uh, you can go to tronologicallyspeaking.com or just look up for tronologically speaking on any of your fine podcast feeds like apple or spotify and uh hear me do the movie by minute treatment with a cavalcade of amazing guests for 1982's Tron and uh, very soon uh, also will be the episode by episode animatronic uh, breakdown of the animated series Tron Uprising with the amazing Courtney Colson as my co-host on every episode of that yeah so the, the Tronologically Speaking was was great and definitely looking forward to uh, to breaking down the the animated series God, it was such a good series. It's one of those like, I just got to go watch season two and three of Firefly along with uh, season two and three of Tron Uprising. Yeah. It's just, uh, what about season know. two of Terriers? Oh, yeah. And season <laughs> uh, season two oh. of uh, Carnival. Let's go see season yeah, two of Carnival. Hey. <laughs> and season two of Almost Human, Carl Urban. Kevin's <laughs> <laughs> robot partner guy. They're going to solve more sci-fi cases. And, there you uh, go. Yeah, and then what season four of Santa Clarita Diet? Well, the, well, you know, a marathon. Yeah. And uh, season two of the Dark Crystal. You know, let's, uh, let's do yeah, it. yeah, oh. Netflix bring that back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. And uh, Dave, I'm sure everyone knows, but say it anyway. Where can where can folks hear more from you? Okay, yes, I am getting close, slowly but surely, wrapping up my adventures in Champion City with five minutes of mystery. Uh, we're, we're, we're covering the 1999 superhero comedy ensemble mystery men five minutes at a time. Uh, uh, or is, is it covering you? It's covered me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm in it. I'm allowing that blanket to wrap around me. I don't want to leave champion city. I want to, I want more adventures with, with our, with our heroes. Uh, yeah. Jo- yeah. Join me over there at the uh, champion city lakeside diners club. Let's talk about how we don't care about, the hitman's bodyguard's wife, and we rather have like the nicer guys, <laughs> you know, like that's what we rather have. So we can talk about that. Uh, all right, always, always on point there. Always plug it. Great, uh, Brian. Any uh, any final thoughts from you? I don't know. Tune in for our next uh, Shane Black movie. There you go. Can't say any better than that. And so yeah, listeners, come on back. We will see you next time for the next scene. Ah!